nothing in life can increase in value or have a utility value, so a value you can utilize unless it moves. The two animals that are most efficient in movement, both of them go against current. It's extremely counterintuitive, but this is the thing. Whenever we're innovating, we can't follow logic, we can't follow legacy, our perceived wisdom. We need to challenge everything, including our own beliefs. This is not your ordinary podcast, how it all started. This is the podcast with a not-so-ordinary guy who started so many things, finished many, many of them, and it's on top of the amazing things that are happening not only in Dubai, not only in Saudi Arabia, but in the Middle East region. I have with me Jamil Shinawi. Jamil, hello and welcome to the Change Officer podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm just wondering, who's the guest? Seems very interesting. Yes, it's, uh, it's, it is very interesting uh, and uh, it is very uh, common for you to be in this space because you have your own podcast, is it? <laughs> Yeah. And this is the thing that we didn't mention in the preparation, but why not mentioning it now? It's uh, the next big thing. Yes. What is it about and why we should watch, why we should all now switch, don't switch from this channel, but when you watch this uh, <laughs> podcast, why we should all switch to uh, the next big thing podcast? I mean, uh, the next big thing is not a typical uh, host uh, podcast. It's not rehearsed. There, is, there are no talking points. So basically four entrepreneurs come and... Uh, they just agree a topic on the spot and they start talking about it. They only can see a list of what has been discussed before. They can choose to rediscuss the topic as well. And uh, it's as simple as that, basically. So it's just free flowing. But uh, the main topic of the podcast is? Entrepreneurship and, and the entrepreneurship ecosystem in general. Okay. Entrepreneurship, startups, funding, uh, business. Wellness, well family, life. Wow, wow, that's that that's the the, the, the topics that uh, need to be tackled. And is it uh, it's it's like uh, all in podcast, something like that, yeah? It's a what? All in, you know, all in yes, podcast, yes. yeah, yeah, something kind like that. Probably, yeah. 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 It's usually four people the format and yes. uh, recorded in your lovely studios. So yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> and this is actually how we met uh, some time ago uh, when the, when uh, I met Jamil. It was like oh. Yeah, what do you do? You know, he asked me, and this is what he asks everyone uh, in his life. What do you do? And I said, yeah, well, I'm doing everything around media, and there is one venture that I'm in, and that's uh, Podster Studios. And he said, oh, I was just there yesterday filming the first episode probably of the the next big thing or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I was also surprised later on when I found out you host Who Wants to Be a Millionaire as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is, who is the guest? No? <laughs> no, no, let's give it like that. No, no, thank you very much for that and uh, and many, many other things. And uh, So so, uh, let's not uh, unveil everything uh, in front because there is one topic that I want to tackle and this will be, uh, as you are in the deep tech, this will be deeply educational software about deep tech. Uh I heard Jamil speak about his uh, company, Ahoy, uh, many times. Uh, it was on Jitex uh, two years ago. It was on Jitex last year. It was, uh, uh, Jitex is the biggest tech show like uh, uh, CES in uh, US. This is the CES of the Middle East. And Jitex, uh, and uh, Jamil is on stage on Jitex uh, every year. And uh, one of the prominent uh, uh, keynote speakers there. And then I heard you talk about Ahoy at this uh, startup gathering, which is another topic in our podcast. Uh, uh, and then uh, we had a meeting or two 
talking about the hoy and I have to admit I do not understand it. <laughs> I maybe I, I told you after our last meeting I think I I, I grasp it ten um, percent uh, in, and I think it's it would be a good idea to focus on it and try to explain it like to a fifth grader, you know, like and 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 I will be very honest if I understood or not. So uh, Jamil, for the next hour, <laughs> I will be taking notes and you no, can come on, no. and you can and you can start talking. Okay. No, so, I, I mean. The before I get into what is Ahoy, I think that the uh, uh, showmanship factor of uh, uh, the sales approach of innovation, uh, it, they shouldn't be intercorrelated. They shouldn't be actually. They shouldn't be actually connected. Um, as in, only people who know how to f basically pitch properly can uh, get funding. For example, I think that's a bit negative. Um, it is the equivalent of beauty pageants for little girls, uh, in my opinion. I mean, it's not illegal, but, uh, well, <laughs> I don't think it's the best thing ever, not yeah. for those girls and not definitely for um, fe females in general. So uh, um, taking an idea that is so uh, early on in its infancy and telling everybody that it doesn't matter what you do, what matters is how you convey it. I think that is starting with the wrong foot. And um, because most of the money comes from bankers who uh, aren't really um, technical, let's say, into these startups. So it's the only way they can actually understand. So I empathize with them as well. Um, they can't really get and understand w what these companies do if this showmanship element wasn't amplified. But I do cringe every time I see a, a pitch competition. I do, I do. Uh, I mean, uh, I think ideas are uh, the reason why money go into these companies. It's not how good somebody pitches. And uh, if it was uh, based on how well somebody's pitching, then that is an extremely risky approach. Showmanship, as you said. But also, uh, when you mentioned uh, that uh, the bankers or finance uh, companies, fintech or other companies, or VCs are investing in the, in the startups. You mentioned in one of your keynotes that uh, even Google was not understood uh, until the series C or D. By it, VCs, yeah. Yeah, by VCs. And uh, this is why didn't, uh, they didn't invest in it until the series D or, or later. So... Uh, that was the deep tech behind what everyone perceives as a search. And Ahoy is somewhere there when it comes to movement. Yeah, you're right. So basically, um, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain what, why is it called Ahoy and how deep we thought about this. Again, deep tech. You know, deep, tech, deep thinking. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's a bit philosophical. Um, uh, we come with the fundamental belief that um, nothing in life can increase in value or have a utility value. So a value you can utilize unless it moves. So even if we buy this bottle of water right now online, uh, it, although you paid currency to it, and we can put a nominal value to it in currency, but it actually values zero to you unless you physically have it. So it needs to move. 
And everything in life does increase in value only if it moves, even animals in the wild. And like the, photons. Well, yeah. Uh, even light has to yeah. move to actually, yeah. you know, for us to yeah. perceive, perceive its value. Um, I don't want to delve into a very deep philosophical discussion into consciousness and stuff like that, but let's just say that nothing moves also without energy. Whether you need to consume that energy to generate the movement, or whether you are creating energy by moving, or whether you're wasting energy in the form of heat, friction through heat, whatever it is, there are there is a lot of energy that goes into movement. And if we know anything today, energy is money as well. So back again to the same circle of agglomeration of value that is compiling here. We think uh, that uh, we haven't been thinking long enough about this, but if you look back in the 60s, there was a lot of research on animals and which animals move best, uh, energy to distance. Efficiency. efficiency. Exactly, efficiency. Um, and uh, it's actually one of the studies quoted in one of my favorite books that inspired the Hoy, uh, which is known as, uh, the book title is called uh, Energy and Equity by Ivan Illich, my favorite philosopher. And What's ironic is that um, the two animals that are most efficient in movement, one is flies and one is water, but both of them go against current. Uh, the salmon and the condor, and they are the most efficient. And it's extremely counterintuitive, but this is the thing. Uh, whenever we're innovating, we can't follow logic, we can't follow legacy or perceived wisdom, even sometimes we can't look at previous research at some times. But as well, uh, we need to challenge everything, including our own beliefs. And uh, when we started AHOY, one of the reasons why we wanted to call it AHOY is we wanted to allow uh, the chance, the, the, the opportunity of chance to happen, the serendipity, as uh, uh, they say in, in the UK. Um, but w what we've done is we looked at different stories and there, there is one that stands out literally and that is of uh, Graham Bell who insisted on saying ahoy yeah. on his phone call ahoy. and ahoy, ahoy exactly <laughs> and I think ahoy is still hello in many languages yeah yeah check yeah, yeah. Uh, and what ahoy does basically is we um, just to extremely simplify it, we are the technology that you can build with, uh, anything that has to do with movement. So just like how you would go and use HTML to build a web page, mm -hmm. and that is a front and front user-facing page that I can see with my eyes and click on the uh, user interface, uh, Ahoy is a technology that can predicate uh, orchestrate, auto-manage, movement. Who understands Ahoy? Who are the, uh, I will not say buyers in a, in a money way, but uh, in, a, in a science way, who is buying the, the, the tech that, that, that HTTP that you are, that you are uh, providing? Who, who are the deep tech, knowledgeable people that understand the power of Ahoy? So 
although it does come from a lot of algorithmic development and a lot of research into quantum physics and mathematics, and it is a deep tech company, but the people who interact with our technologies use it, they're not necessarily, they don't have to be deep tech, mm. de or deep techies, let's call them, okay? <laughs> we, we trademark that now, okay? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, when it comes to Ahoy, uh, the people who consume the things we make, just to put it very plain and simple, are software and hardware developers. And uh, they get advantages by, by using us because even more junior ones will be, will be way ahead of 15 seniors. A single junior developer will actually get so up ahead that they can actually be equivalent to 15 seniors and in time that one person could actually do things in way shorter time. Now, although it touches a lot of lives and a lot of use cases, it is not the same thing to everyone as well because uh, if you look at that water in your glass, you want to drink it. It's drinking water. Yes. To someone else, it could be uh, a cleaning medium. To someone else, it could be to an artist, it is a Hold medium up. to clean, yeah. well, yeah, well, uh -oh. a model to draw or clean my brush in it, <laughs> yes, exactly, yes. see? So different point of views to the same thing. That's what we do. Deep tech, if you look at the value chain, it's way upstream. So imagine value is a river and there is an aquifer where this river yeah. is basically flowing from, the source. source. So deep tech is up in this river. I'm not gonna say it is the source, definitely not. Mm -hmm. Basic sciences are human, intellect is, uh, and the uh, humans are the only creatures that have the ability to do this. We have the ability to theorize and then build a tool based on the theory. Mm -hmm. And make a judgment on it and, and then create something exactly. out of thin air. Exactly. And this is why the human on a, uh, just walking on their feet, they're not very efficient in movement, energy-wise. Mm -hmm. If you compare even kilocalorie to BTU, energy-wise, the car is more efficient than us walking. Mm -hmm. But put a human on a, on a bicycle and somebody came and theorized the concept of a bicycle of uh, motion going from circular to you know linear direction and that's it. The human becomes the most efficient creature in movement. And contrary to a lot of uh, belief, uh, if we compare energy, and energy is universal, uh, aircrafts and cars, fossil fuel cars actually, are extremely efficient in movement energy-wise. Now, I'm not talking about any environmental footprint here, yeah. just so we don't get trolled. Uh, <laughs> please, don't troll me. And uh, I have my opinions, but... No, no, that's, I'm sure that there are a lot of uh, calculations and miscalculations there uh, about the footprint of the uh, engine, uh, uh, oil engine cars and, and also the, the electric cars, but let's not uh, delve into that. Uh, can you uh, tell me on the level of a fifth grader, uh, uh, who is the, uh, that junior developer that you just mentioned? Where is he working? What is he uh, working? And who is his boss that understands that he needs this kind of tech? So I, 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 I probably mentioned junior developer as uh, an extreme, but there are a lot of people yeah. who write code who aren't developers uh, and people who use no code as well. But there are a lot of senior developers and engineers and even 
specialists who are not developers that actually, or not coders even, who actually still use our tools. Pick one, pick one, any. So, uh, I mean, the array is so huge, and sometimes we even don't know. This is the truth. Uh, um, because, again, it, uh, it's just like that glass of water. Anybody can have a use of it, uh, for it, and uh, it's extremely agnostic. So, um, but just to give you examples. Some examples, yeah. Um, people who are in uh, field ops, uh, field operations, like whether it's like a city traffic or police patrols, ambulance, uh, uh, airports and travel hubs and shipping and logistics hubs, uh, people who care a lot about wildlife and environmental management. Um, the science of movement is a science that is not new. Um, uh, starting from 1820, it came, it formulated itself as OR, Operations Research. And uh, unfortunately, as most potent sciences, it was used for evil, mm -hmm. um, of course. And uh, this is basically the reason why uh, Hitler took Europe with the SS. And uh, uh, if, you, if, uh, if I may quote Winston Churchill, he said, if you win logistics, you win the war. What he meant by logistics then is not uh, your you know, parcel coming yeah. Yeah, to the door and signing yeah. it. He actually meant the wider definition of logistics here, which is the excellence in operational management. Can you, can you uh, dig deeper there uh, about how Hitler won the, the beginning of the war, luckily? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the beginning of the war with the logistics or with the movement or by, with so if we go back in time and look at other instances when people try to strategize for war by being more efficient um, you can see the Mongols so the Mongols used to put um, meat Genghis Khan, yeah. Genghis Khan. Yeah. they used to put meat under the horse saddle so they never have to stop for cooking so the horse saddle would have friction against the horse and this way the meat would cook only by friction they didn't have to carry wood for fire to cook uh, they didn't have to stop for cooking and it's just reachable there under your saddle you grab some meat you eat it and you don't have to stop um, so that is an example of an optimization case now the issue is there are so many millions of optimization cases that could happen. The challenge starts with how to identify that th this needs to be optimized, how to get the consent of all the relevant stakeholders that I want to optimize this, and then how to find the solution, which is almost universally not that intuitive and not that logical. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I'm sure you heard the story about UPS saying um, they, only, they don't take right turns, I guess, or something like that only left turns. Um, mm -hmm. They have a rule in, in, in the United States and continental US. They only take one direction turns. They don't do the others. The reason for that is that it reduces accidents, fuel consumption, but it also improves delivery times. Uh, it sounds very strange, but it works. Okay, the, the, the energy, the movement, and the we discussed about the company who can use it, but you mentioned uh, airports or, or traf uh, 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 air traffic control, or you mentioned, uh, let's say, uh, the traffic, uh, common city traffic that uh, everybody understands and everybody knows what it is. 
So, so in order to explain something that is unknown, it's better to f best to find some kind of a common place and common denominator what it is. So everybody uses traffic every day in the world and so on. So let's put that that maybe developer in, in some of the traffic uh, either authorities or companies and then they somehow learn about you. Let's not go there into marketing and sales, but they learn about the hoy and say, and then how the how the need is born because so, I remember you saying that many startups try to solve a problem, but you don't know the problems you can solve with Ahoy. Is it that the, that's the thing? Yes, I guess there are two ways also to look at this. Uh, just be maintaining an open mind. Uh, we don't profess that we are solving a specific problem, and that's true. But I guess there is always a problem that you are solving. Excellent. So what I mentioned before, the difficulty of obtaining a solution and aligning stakeholders and deciding and the speed that this decision is made and then executed in the field, that itself is a problem. And today we do away with all of that. So the beauty about technology is that it streamlines the decision-making process. But now imagine that you have automated the decision-making and the communication of not the whole decision, but only the pieces to the to each individual the piece they need to do to implement that. So it will break it down in real time. In 80 milliseconds, your whole field will know, each of them, what do they have to do, rather than what we are doing collectively. And this is a big part of why it works. Now, this probably is the problem that we solve, let's say. It's very hard to articulate in simpler words I have to profess. And again, probably um, I don't have the showmanship to, to, to do it. Um, maybe somebody uh, watching this could offer to help. Uh, I'd be more than happy. But uh, going back to the example that uh, you were explaining. So yeah, so today, if you look at the city, it's a huge organ. Uh, it has so many functions and a lot of trillions of interactions happening at the same time. A city needs to operate and work like clockwork, so things go well. In a city, you have a lot of systems that are happening at the same time, from underground, whether it's uh, uh, power and water and telecommunication above ground as well. Uh, you got uh, rail, possibly, like underground as well. Then you have the physical infrastructure, you have uh, roads, you have uh, sewage, you have all that stuff. So. Uh, when it comes to roads, you, for example, have uh, intelligent tra traffic systems, ITS. Uh, ITSs look at uh, the origination of traffic, how uh, traffic lights have to be uh, timed, uh, optimized for that, uh, what are the different uh, things happening in uh, the different uh, roads, loads, events, all that stuff. And cities spend billions, sometimes trillions of dollars per year to maintain that. Why? Because if your city wasn't running efficiently, it is exactly like somebody's blood not circulating properly in their body. It will implode. The heart will basically get enlarged. So a city is similar to that. And for GDP's sake, a gross domestic uh, produce uh, of a country, that actually is a very big indicator of uh, not just economy and health of economy, but also urbanism and well, quality of life in general. 
uh, more stagnated traffic means more pollution. There are a lot of accidents and incidents and psychological issues that actually are associated with bad traffic, of course. So if, if uh, let's assume that if you were um, an engineer in one of the uh, public transport authorities or organizations in uh, a city, a given city, to come and solve this alone, it's going to be almost impossible. And to do it with a team of 30, 40, 50 people, it's again going to take forever. And the city will change again. Probably cars will change again as well before you actually have the solution. And nobody can judge the effectiveness of the, of the solution until another 50 years. And probably we won't, all of us, we won't be alive by that time. This is the issue. The feedback loop is also very, very big when it comes to planning issues. So to go and just go to one of the bona fide players and take what they have, and they've been professing that this is the best. People believe them because of their brands. You apply that, you pay a lot of hundreds of millions of licenses every year recurring. And we don't know for sure if it's working, but we can look at early indicators of how the streets are flowing, and this is how we're doing it today. But we started noticing that it is not really working. And that's why we have new cities being imagined, like Neom, for example, now, where people don't want cars at all. People are talking about linear transportation that is autonomous. People are talking about uh, changing the actual way we live, even, in cities uh, to make work closer to our place of living, just like it used to be. Um, so we're trying to reimagine how we do these things vertically, horizontally, uh, modalities, all that stuff. And that won't change how cities are in the next at least decade. It probably is a new direction that we're exploring, and this is the beauty of innovation. But going back to the current cities, how do we solve this? So you're, a, you're a one of the engineers, the experts, the specialists in this public transport authority, and you decide you want to build your own solution and you don't want to do it in 30 years with 50 people, you want to do it in two years with 10, 15 people and do it in phases as well, solving issues by, let's say, road size. So, you know, roads are different levels in the city. There are big roads, smaller roads, yeah. class one, class two, three, four, five. So you go and you start doing that and you can actually devise your own strategy in doing so. Uh, so we've seen cities use our technology to um, go ahead and uh, uh, control the traffic uh, and control uh, working times and school times as well. We've seen cities that went and uh, made the toll fees change up and down uh, or become free. Uh, there are so uh, dynamic policies, what I'm talking about. So some cities chose to go with the dynamic pos uh, uh, policy route. Uh, some other cities just chose to advise its citizens to go different directions and different routes. So the amount of solutions that you can achieve is infinite with this tech. But there are some really new age solutions that people can do when it comes to traffic um, without changing cars, without changing cities, just using a similar tech stack to Ahoy's. So uh, what, what Ahoy has done is that we have built a advisory consultancy and a think tank that actually looks at engaging the public and looks at 
non-commercially what is best actually for these authorities and the gross domestic produce of these economies as well. And we enjoy actually deploying that. I mean, if you look at us, we're really a group of very simple people who really want to make the world a better place. I, I know it's a cliche. Uh, every time, if I had a dollar every time somebody said that, <laughs> I mean, so me saying it, I know how it sounds, but it is real. I mean, it is true. We really have that passion. We're very simple people. We're, most of us are very minimalistic. We don't want to do to own a lot of things. We want to do a lot of things, uh, and we want to do good. Uh, we are fighting the prevailing direction of stealing consumer data and personally identifiable information. So, yeah, we're trying to do things from uh, a good intention uh, point of view, but that doesn't mean that nothing bad is going to come out of it, and this is why we're open about getting feedback for that. And uh, you know the saying, the road to hell is paved with Good intentions. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And uh, I have to say that um, Jamil uh, will definitely prove that uh, he wants to make the world a better place uh, with the second segment of our discussion. But let's just stick to this uh, one uh, a little bit more. Uh, so let's say that uh, I understand a little bit more what Ahoy is, what needed to be understand, and how it can help uh, authorities governments, uh, companies, uh, people, uh, in order to be more efficient, I would say, in their movement and uh, how they not waste the energy and how they don't dispose the energy, which is also the one of the things. Uh, how, let's say, I, I said, let's say that I understood, let's say that I understood, but uh, how one is coming to an idea, oh, Let's, let us create something which will help someone it's in solving something in the near or a, or, or, or a far future. How one comes to an idea? I think you'll have, we'll have to ask a neuroscientist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean this is, uh, I think it's a human gift. Uh, it's not something that is attributed to a product. It will be... Um, a bit um, uh, narcissistic to actually say that uh, a technology or a product inspires a new solution, even if it is actually the raw material of constructing that new solution. No, it's, it's human acumen. It's, it's our ability to actually, again, theorize um, a theory and actually implement a tool with it. So uh, once you give um, somebody some putty that they can shape and they can actually see what they can do with it, that is, I think, the uh, eureka moment. And whatever you would create with a blank paper and a pen, or a blank canvas and, a, and some paints, is going to be different than me. Uh, and uh, as always, the beauty, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Uh, so <laughs> it is. It's very, very, very subjective. No, no. The, the, it's really good that you mentioned beholders because I know that many people watching this podcast right now are questioning, uh, like. What this guy is doing? Is anybody understand? Does anybody understand what he's he doing? But I'm uh, very glad to say that uh, uh, many countries, many cities, companies, not to mention, already thrive on Ahoy. I think I heard the number, but 
please correct me if I'm wrong, that today Ahoy is implemented in 68 countries. Is it then? Is that the number? Uh, that's that's about correct. Um, so whether it's uh, private, semi-governmental, uh, or governmental, or NGOs, and we also have a bit of uh, cooperation with disaster mitigation as well. Because, um, uh, I mean, so uh, before I delve into that, um, uh, yeah, around around that figure, uh, but we also are getting now uh, inside a lot of uh, uh, new uh, vehicles. Uh, we, we're being actually used to design, design and code operating systems for vehicles as well. Um, so uh, not only in Earth, but also in space as well now. Uh, we we started also providing some technologies to um, reduce the amount of file transfers that has to happen between satellites and ground stations on Earth, so the data can be processed up in the satellite. Uh, we're helping uh, we're helping actually a lot of data centers as well to save, uh, especially governmental, to save uh, uh, water and power uh, by reducing the amount they have to process on GPUs. So they can process it on CPUs now as well, or APUs as well. Um, the 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 things that we do and um, the reason why they are so sparse and uh, our ability to do them lies in the fact that we do not do anything alone. So uh, if you look at Ahoy's business development team and sales team and account executive team, we're under 10 people. And... Uh, uh, as they say, nothing great happens with, uh, except with a few. Um, and it's true, uh, and I hope it's great. I really do. Um, so we work with partners, and our partners are those who are doing the implementation, who are reselling, distributing, teaching even uh, in some colleges and universities uh, about Ahoy. Uh, I mean, we, we started talking here as well with uh, uh, Harriet Watt in Dubai and RIT as well, uh, and a few, couple of dozen of different colleges around the world as well. But um, being personally an advocate of de-schooling, uh, we also uh, love to engage with people without actually formal education as well. Um, I think at our age and time, you don't have to go to school to actually <laughs> obtain knowledge. I do. I actually believe that. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that uh, your uh, beholders or, or the, the partners in the project, as you said, you, don't, you, you cannot do anything alone, uh, um, truly believe that you want to make the world a better place. And uh, I mentioned that, uh, and you mentioned that, uh, sincerely, and uh, I have to confirm, uh, I met Jamil uh, as uh, one of the, how do you say it, funders or, or, or starters of the of the community. Uh, 2469. 2469, is it? Uh, two yeah. Four, is it 2469? Yeah, 2469. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. which, is, which is really, and I can truly, truly confirm this, uh, 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 is making the world a better place because I'm telling to all my friends around the world, in startup ecosystem about the beauty of this uh, uh, community, which started not that far, not that uh, long ago. Like uh, it was a December 2022, because I don't know when, when people will watch this podcast. Uh, 
but uh, it was December 2022 where a few friends sit around one table and started uh, discussing the startup ecosystem and started talking about the pain points and the solutions. And uh, that uh, uh, community or the thing grew from a uh, few people at the, around one table to the number of people that have to register for the next meetup because the spaces cannot uh, uh, hold that uh, number of people. Uh, we are talking about 200, 300 people plus. And the community is 500 or, or more people in the startup ecosystem, but not only startups, uh, uh, venture capitals, uh, incubators, uh, the people providing services to the uh, uh, startups. I told the story in, in general, but please start from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, by nature, I'm not a very social person. I'm actually quite antisocial. And uh, uh, it wasn't very intuitive to me to start this. And it wasn't uh, my um, idea as well. But uh, we were sitting and we were debating, um, uh, me and uh, three or four different people. And we're sitting in a, ca a coffee shop and we were debating why we don't have uh, the makings of a good ecosystem. Why could it happen in Silicon Valley, for example, or in uh, Israel or in Berlin? Uh, Berlin is quite close to what uh, Dubai or Riyadh is today, but or Jordan, Amman, uh, but not far off. Um, why don't why we don't have that? What, what are the makings of success, basically, to uh, good uh, innovation? in the corporate format to attract brains, capital, money, everything. So uh, being theory loving, I started theorizing <laughs> about, you know, different theories uh, that are out there from spillover effects and agglomeration effects and network effects. And we started debating about all these things. We found out, and some people were attributing it to culture and freedom of speech and access to funds and uh, uh, even uh, equality and you know financial equality. So um, uh, even the topic of gender, of course, has to uh, rise up when such a discussion happens. Uh, at the end, we were quite all sure that the only difference is between uh, here and everywhere else is that uh, people are working together. There is a food chain. There is an ecosystem of sorts, and uh, we don't have that. And you get, you just get uh, desensitized to the word ecosystem because it's thrown away a lot, uh, just like AI or <laughs> impact or nanotechnology. Or making the world a better place. Or making the world a better place, indeed. <laughs> I mean, it, it just loses its value because it's just used again and again. It's like also the words organic and fresh and sugar-free, <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, it's true. Um, so what we decided, what we will do is that we would just uh, behave the way we want things are. And we just started helping people selflessly. No quid quo pros, nothing in return bring a few founders, and we said that if, if every week we met another founder, we shared what we know, shared our network, without anything in return, something would change. I can, I can really confirm, and I have to mention our dear friend, 
your uh, flying uh, your our flying friend uh, uh, Andrea Gianni uh, uh, Giannini sorry uh, Andrea Giannini which actually is making a, as I call it Iron Man suit you know he has, he's make, make, making people fly and he was an amazing person personally on the mission when I met him he was like when I was in New York he was like oh you have to meet this guy you have to meet this guy you have to without asking anything in return and I really feel that world is that kind of place we don't have to make it better we just have to find people like Andrea like Jamil or, or people around that it's uh, contagious it is it is and and, and, and always in, in, in the in the business world specifically it's it seems like it is different but it's not when people come and reach some level of uh, the development of their company or their personal wealth on then they realize oh I have to return. I have to uh, go back and give the legacy. But why not start immediately? Why do we have to wait to, to become a, a billionaire or a millionaire, 100 millionaire, whatever, to be a good person? If you are a good person, you can I mean, do it immediately. I mean, forget, uh, if we forget for a second that currency, 100 yeah. million, I mean, we're kids, all of us, really. You know, We, we really like to uh, show off against other kids if we had, the teacher gave us like a, you know, a star or a recognition. And uh, at the end of the day, we're really all the same. And the thing about technology is that, I mean, real technology is typically borderless and it's global. And humans, we we're all, we're all bleed red. We're all the same as well. Uh, if we focus on the similar similarities between us rather than the differences, actually life would be so much simpler. And life is simple, actually, but we tend to overcomplicate it. Uh, um, uh, I know that there's a saying that says there is no human relationship without give and take, without transacting. Uh, I don't necessarily have to uh, disagree or agree with that, but I'll say that it doesn't have to be financial. Exactly. Uh, we were talking about in the first uh, part of this podcast about energy. Just exchange the energy because the ultimate uh, volume of the energy is always the constant, is it? It's the same. You cannot... Yes. So if you send some energy to the uh, space, you know, or universe, it will come back this way or another. And it actually, even if you don't believe in like uh, good deeds, karma, whatever it is you believe in, if, even if you don't believe in these things, trying to show or teach somebody something, it really does refine your neuro, your neuro path in your brain and you end up either refining and becoming more optimal at doing it yourself or learning something new. So there is always something back. Definitely. And uh, especially I would like to emphasize lazy people which are doing the, the things in the most efficient way, you know, like I, which I consider myself one of, you know. Anyhow. Uh, Cut so, me so, in. <laughs> so uh, um, the startup community or startup community, startup ecosystem. And I like uh, your one of the keynotes you had on Jitex. And once again, Jitex is one of the biggest uh, tech shows uh, in the world, uh, the, definitely the biggest tech show in the region. And you were on stage there, and I usually, even in my mind, I quote it, the system is broken. And we can see that on each and every step. The Silicon Valley, where everything started for the startups, and it is still the inspiration changed dramatically. I, have, I didn't go there, uh, but, but I have a friend uh, who just recently visited. 
He said it's not even the fraction of what it was before. So it is evolving and we still try to catch up on that which is not existing anymore. But what is existing and what is, first of all, what is broken? And then what, what does it exist now in the startup or entrepreneurship ecosystem? The problem is what we want. What we want is broken. Um, we shouldn't want another Silicon Valley. Uh, that is their zero to one. If you're familiar with uh, Peter Thiel's zero to one, I, mean, I know yeah. you are. Yeah. Uh, that is their moment. And the grass is always greener on the other side. Uh, what about originality? Why can't we be actually original about this? Why can't we actually do our own zero to one moment? With best practices. With best practices. Benchmarking ourselves to just Silicon Valley. I mean. Kudos to everything in Silicon Valley, YC. I mean, these guys, they're great. There is learning to actually happen by observing them. I do agree. But they're not writing the rule book. Uh, we need to be a little bit more open-minded about this. The biggest issue here is that uh, somebody says, you know, um, uh, judging uh, the ability of a fish by its ability to, to climb a tree. And... It uh, actually was something what, that was said about the educational system, which I agree with. Yeah. But I agree also about that when it comes to expectations of what is a good investment, what is a good idea, how things should be done, uh, what, what is a good entrepreneur. I mean, uh, uh, just because we, uh, you can't look at the past to replicate it. It just doesn't work. If the history wants to repeat itself, it will happen without human design. If you want to design a replica of a moment in history, you're over-attributing yourself, uh, your abilities, uh, basically, to, to the situation. So just because, for example, Kareem had a McKinsey, ex-McKinsey person and their founding team, uh, you can't replicate Kareem by just investing in ex-McKinsey's, which yes. is actually a prevailing case in the Middle East now. Because uh, they say that uh, ex-McKinsey's know the language of money, know the language of VC funds which is not necessarily important, as we agreed on to Google. There are many more uh, uh, companies that didn't get any funding, but it's not only about the funding, it's only about understanding and applying uh, what uh, uh, companies are doing. It's very superstitious. It's like saying, I need my yellow lucky shirt to close a sale, you know? It's like almost that, you know? Um, is the yellow shirt really closing the sale, or is it you? Basically. That is it. And then if you invest only in X McKinsey's and you have the typical VC returns of, you know, 10 to 90, then yeah, of course, you say that your method works. So it, it is a sort of uh, mythology, I but uh, using statistics. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Let, let's replicate that because at that time it was like this and that. But I think that we are living in a wonderful place named Dubai and the Middle East where in the recent period, and that recent period is let's say 50 years, but may maybe in the last 20 years, when the rapid improvement and growth uh, really started based on everything that happened 50 years ago and so on. But uh, we are living in the place, you know, like when, when they're comparing Dubai, they say, oh, it's like Miami, but with LA, uh, but also looks like uh, Asia, but it's not like Asia. It's, and I think that taking the best practices, as you mentioned, and as we mentioned, uh, and, and, and taking the best out of it and, and combine it into one uh, 
uh, enoughly efficient working, uh, uh, let's say, society or, 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 or uh, city in, in the country. And I really feel that uh, that is the way to do. As you said, that organization or community that you're creating, startup ecosystem and community, doesn't have to be new Silicon Valley. It has to be new. So, but what? That's the question. Okay. So when we wanted to start two four six nine, before it, we, there was no intention to start two four six nine. That's the truth. Um, we just started doing that, and then we noticed that the growth was exponential. So we went from five to twelve in a week um, and then people are tipping in everything they got to help others and anybody who needs help even if that if, even if that if they don't know it they can actually offer something as well to help with and some people just don't want to they're burnt out they're, they're, they're tired and that's fine as well it is an uh, uh, a place with a lot of empathy with a lot of uh, mutual support there is a lot of humanity to it I would say more than business excellence, but um, what happened is that from February until, um, uh, well, today we are in uh, approximately October now, yeah, end of uh, October, um, end of, end of uh, September, September, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 2023. 2023. Uh, we are not uh, just 2,000 people in Dubai. We are as well, uh, Andre in uh, New York, uh, he has a few, uh, at least I think a couple of dozen people attending a similar meeting. It's extremely uh, low-key in a coffee shop. Uh, there is no payment to attend. There is no barrier to entry. Uh, these meetings have the complete collection of everybody in the ecosystem, uh, whether they're lawyers, uh, CFOs, angels, entrepreneurs, developers, employees, you name it. It's, it's, it's just an open forum to come and speak about stuff and get all of our um, um, point of views across as well. Uh, for the first time ever, uh, venture capitalists can feel what founders feel and vice versa. And they, it just make things more efficient as well. Um, but also in this ecosystem, uh, this community, I'm sorry, uh, in Dubai, uh, weekly, just through the um, joint forces of people in the community, four to eight million dollars of investments are being closed in early stage startups. You got a similar uh, initiative as well in Riyadh now. Uh, there's a similar one in uh, Berlin. Uh, there's a similar one in Korea as well. And uh, it is not a franchise. It's just, there is no business model. And the whole goal here is to actually uh, come together as humans. Uh, remove the differences, and really build a better tomorrow. Um, I mean, uh, I probably have this very unpopular opinion, but most big tech is bad. Even if they don't want to do evil, they're doing evil. Uh, and again, this is what I mentioned before. Anything that is disruptive, any new technology can be used for evil, will be used for evil. Any man-made system will fail as well. These are givens. These are rules. So when big tech is dominating and they want to survive, they want to stay sustainable, it eventually will actually spawn to become something that is oppressive or uh, tips the scales of equality. 
And this is the stage we're at. Uh, a lot of tech founders actually, uh, there are a huge number of issues to equality. So how can you even, us as humans, if somebody didn't get that education they need when they were kids because they were poor, how can you equate them to somebody who went to a first class school and you know comes from a good family um, from the perception of those who scale people and families to scales. Talking about differences, I have to uh, say what I saw one night, that uh, at some point some startups didn't have uh, uh, maybe money to cover the, 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 the bill they took, and then at the end of the night uh, you were the one gathering all those, those kinds of bills, and, and, and not you, but the gathering people to pay whoever can to, 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 to submit something to help others uh, that can cannot uh, uh, support them. They're, they're really, they're really the, the sense of unity and the sense of uh, 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 brotherhood, let's say, or brotherhood and sisterhood, you know, like it's it's really, really amazing in that ecosystem. And just to add one more country to the portfolio that you, which, you, which you mentioned in US and Korea and uh, Saudi Arabia. Germany uh, as well. Germany as well. And uh, I have to add that uh, you are invited uh, as a representative of, of uh, such a, uh, uh, ecosystem or community uh, to Serbia, where uh, I want to. Uh, I would love for you to spread the word uh, and and uh, uh, help people understand uh, that. Uh, yeah, it's it's a community of a good people for a good people with a good people, and uh, uh, something good will definitely come out. There isn't one is, place yeah. in this world that lacks good people. There isn't one place in this world that lacks smart people, innovative people. There isn't any place that doesn't deserve the chance to actually give back to humanity as well. And a lot of us actually want these things, but they usually don't come together with uh, uh, profiting, with uh, also, you know, we, we set the standards for life. We said that you need to get a job, uh, go make money, uh, get a family, buy a car, look good, and we're basically all working for banks at the end of the day. But uh, yeah, it is basically the typical image of success that everybody wants for themselves. Uh, everybody wants a clean house, but then that's not enough. You want a big one, then that's not enough. You want one with an infinity pool, then that's not enough. And then suddenly the helipad is not enough as well. So it's just, there isn't a limit of what we want, but we forget that there is abundance as well. There is no limit to what can be made. We can actually, both of us, be very successful. I don't have to want this for myself. Competitiveness and envy are so closely related. It's just like confidence and ego. They can extremely, the lines are so faint between these things. So it's, it's one of these things where we can't usually help one another because we have these fears, and they are fears. Uh, I mean, I think most basic human, uh, most human emotions can be traced back to fears. Uh, even the reason we delay stuff is because we have fears, either fear of failure, fear of over-exhausting -exha ourselves, fear of finding the truth sometimes. So <laughs> it, it, it is true. But it is, it is a really nice community, and as you said, uh, 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 a lot of people uh, are joining and, uh, around the world, and that's, that's really, really nice. And... Uh, I, I know that also one thing that that is there are some people having uh, really late stage uh, startups or companies even uh, that uh, gave their uh, like uh, services for free into the community 
uh, and uh, you know, like ju just supporting the community, which is re really uh, amazing and beautiful. I mean, I think the biggest product of the community is a shift of thinking and culture. Because even if you look at Ahoy, uh, a big part of uh, our culture, and if you read our culture, a culture book, which is in our website, uh, not a promotion, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, please don't. Um, so a uh, big part of the culture is that we try to take uh, people who work with us, and I don't say employees, and I don't say work for us, because that doesn't exist in Ahoy, genuinely. We try to take them and their career path is to actually go and become entrepreneurs. So it's not for everybody to work at Ahoy. I'll be very honest with everyone about that. And uh, yeah, it's a very small percentage of the population that we I can actually take. And yeah, well, that probably is why we have a lot of turnover very quickly as we hire. Uh, people think they want something, but then they don't want it. And at Ahoy, we don't want people who are entitled. And mm -hmm. employment is an entitlement. And we, I think entitlement equates to uh, limiting your abilities. So you basically get this portion of food or money or resources against this much very fixed effort. Abundance and human potential is much bigger than that. We want to spin off team members to become their own entrepreneurs. And this is our message. And we've done that successfully 61 times so far. So there are 61 people out of Ahoy who have co-founded or founded with other co-founders from outside or solo founders of different companies across the globe. They want to go back to their home country or not. That's up to them. And most of them are community members as well. So this was one of the things that also facilitated more and more the growth of the community. But by example, uh, other companies have seen that. And it is beneficial to your company to do that. Because if you're a startup and you are deep tech or you are offering something that could benefit other companies as a, a component. If you're a B2B company, let me just like state yeah. it very simple and clear, you will benefit from such a model. It's better than corporate venture capital. It's better than CVC. Build champions from within, teach them to go hunt themselves, make, break the chain. Why we all have to work until we retire. Some people choose to do that. There is nothing wrong with it, trust me. But some people, can't do that. I mean, I, I tried doing a job. I, it was my m most miserable phase of my life when I worked for others. I want to be out there. I want to work 18 hours a day. I don't mind. I want to work seven days a week, but I can't work within a monolith. I just, it just doesn't work for me. Some people are like me. Some people can choose and they have the flexibility. They, they, they don't necessarily need uh, to choose one. But if that's something that fits with you, but the only issue is that you weren't born rich. The requirement needs to change. Being born rich should not be a reason. And again, <laughs> there is nothing wrong about being rich. If you're born okay. rich as well. Nobody chooses what they are born as. I've seen people being ridiculed because they were born rich. And that's wrong. It's the same thing as um, uh, being... Uh, racist. Uh, it's the same thing as being ageist. There are things we don't choose in life. You know, our nationalities, our religions, our uh, where we're born as a geography. Like in some countries, you can't get a bank account just because you were born in X country, just because it's your place of birth. So how can you fix that? You can't. That's it. You're, you're doomed forever. So there are equality issues in life. I understand where the issues come from, but 
we need better methods. And technology is definitely a segue to that, but technology is not enough. We need to change. We need to be the change we want to see in the world. We want to, uh, we have to be the change and start giving first without asking anything, you know, because I remember Deepak Chopra said, you know, like the, about the abundance, because you mentioned that word a, a lot of time, you know, like whatever you want in life, you have to just ask. It's already, already been given to you. If you are working nine to five and you never ask what is behind that, you will always work nine to five. But if you ask and you start exploring, it will bring some uh, motion, talking about motion, you know, and energy uh, into something that and, and, and definitely uh, uh, bring good. Uh, Jamil, uh, when somebody starts uh, for now something that, can we call it a non-profit, like, uh, or, or without expected profit organization or community, uh, that means that uh, he already made so many of his ideas or, or goals in, in life. You're young for what I was about to say now. Uh, when I was, uh, what I heard was like, oh, Jamil did nine startups. But basically the sentence is actually correct. Jamil did nine exits out of 24 startups. Yeah. How the you managed it? I don't know. That's the truth. But I, I, my first startup was not also by design. I also stumbled upon that. I just I was so passionate about computers. Uh, I've been working since I was a, a very young kid. My parents really uh, pushed me to always be doing something and not just sitting idle and waste my time. Um, but yeah, I, I, I basically created a computer accessory and uh, I didn't have a company even. And they told me, you need a company because we want to buy it. I was like, so how many pieces? They're like, no, 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 we want to buy the whole idea. So how do I do that? How can I sell you the idea? They're like, go do a company. I was 14 years old oh when I did that. And um, yeah, I got a company under, under my mom's name and... Yeah, it was my first exit. I didn't know what is exit. I didn't know what's M&A. I didn't know what is a company even. Uh, I worked many summers in my uncle's businesses and, and friends of my father's as well. But I never knew what was that, but that got me into it. Uh, I got that first exit. I took the money. I invested in other people who did what I did. Mm -hmm. And I also, and that was completely um, organic and intuitive. Uh, and then I went and I started something else. And I had a l more failures than successes, like more failure than success in my life, that's for sure. And uh, there is a curse to succeeding first, in the first attempt. It is a curse. And it is just harder to fail then. <laughs> I mean, if you failed yeah. and persevered, it's much better than succeeding than failing again. But at the same time, um, what would inspire someone to try again after they fail? So uh, these are questions I don't have answers for, but yes, I, I kept on failing. Uh, I didn't succeed until I was 19 uh, again. <laughs> until I was 19, you know, like at 19, the kids do not know which university to start. You know, like I actually didn't want to go to college. I went just for my mom. Mm -hmm. I mean, she, she was 
crying. She 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 made it feel like she would uh, something would happen to her if I didn't go to college. Mm -hmm. So I I didn't know what I wanted to study, and I hated the idea of being specialized in something. Um, if you looked at my exits, uh, I mean, you have nanotech, you have hardware, you have software, you have biotech, you have material science. Uh, it, it is extremely diverse, and uh, I'm a self-proclaimed poly polymath. I like to, <laughs> yeah, I like to use this term, uh, which you know, if it's self-proclaimed, -pro is probably not that valuable. But no. uh, uh, that's basically what I say. But the the, the truth is. Uh, there is a lot of similarities in all science, and any new innovation is the overlap between two areas of science or industry. Uh, and this is why when I see funds that say we will only invest in this vertical or this industry or this geography, I immediately go and be like, okay, no, thank you. And I've invested in some funds, but none of them were those because it just can't work. Um, I've seen funds that are based on ethnicity. Uh, I understand when uh, it's about an ethnic group that is unfortunate, that's fine. But if it's based on ethnicity uh, that's mandated like by uh, nepotism, geography, or bigotry, I just shy away as well. Why? Because not because these things are not non-PC and bad, but also because I have never seen anything good in life built by bigots ever I, w I actually want to mm. see one example of that and I couldn't uh, and even if they had good ideas they just won't scale um, and you know a lot of uh, great inventions survived wars but they were probably built for the wrong reasons but then they survived later on but they wouldn't survive on that status quo so why invest in that go inv and invest in the second wave or the second generation of that so so yeah, uh, nine exits, um, uh, basically, uh, uh, it's, I'm, I'm not just in the Middle East, so I, I started in the US, UK, uh, Africa, and Asia, and the Middle East, different startups, different fields. Um, and I, I, I don't, I, none of them were the same. None of them had the same trajectory or path or method, um, all zero to ones, and all with great people, not alone as well. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, Calvin Coolidge says something about perseverance. He says uh, the only thing that works is basically press on, persevere. <laughs> so if you stop trying, that's it. That, that's the moment you, but, you fail. Uh, so let's say that you started it, uh, when you were 14. Now you are 40. <laughs> Not quite yet, but yeah, so, in a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like 30, let's say 34. I just want to make a... 37. Yeah, yeah. sorry? 37. 37, okay. So, so you have 23 years of entrepreneurship. In 23 years, 24 startups. So that means that every year, basically, in, a, in, a, in some kind of... Uh, As an edition. average, yeah. But, uh, yeah. but no, I, I do adopt... A lot adopt of them the, overlap, yeah. Um, sometimes, but I, 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 very rarely. I like to fail fast. So I like to validate the idea. doesn't work, shut down, finish. Um, and yeah, just move along. That's the, the that's definitely the thing, and uh, uh, having the focus on the business side that much, and uh, I think you mentioned uh, it earlier in our discussion, uh, mental health, physical health, family, friends. Uh, what are the things that you would advise someone to do differently, or to do how to do the things and grow sustainably? As I think the the old 
American dream being a millionaire now is it, it's it's ridiculous, but uh, but being being a billionaire and so on is also becoming even more vague as people turn to the mental health, physical health, and well-being in general, or as they say, love the journey. So what would your advice be on someone who is multipotentialite as you are, or, or has a shiny, shiny object focus, you know? Uh, but but uh, what, what are the things that uh, people must not forget about their being a human being? So we tend to think in compartments, especially men, we're very good at that, but uh, I think we all do. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily good and healthy. Um, the, 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 uh, the reality is they say work-life balance, and I think there is no such balance. It's, it's just a waste of time to actually try and achieve that. You have one life. Um, simplify it, and you, it's just one thing. Um, don't put relationships on strain. Either lose them completely or have them organically. Uh, it, it just can't, you, you can't let yourself go. If you don't possess something, can you give it? The answer is definitely no. So if you don't have happiness, if you don't have health, how can you give these things to the ones you love, even if you love them and you want to give them? So uh, I, of course, everything I preach, I have done wrong. I can assure you that. It's not once even, more than once. Um, I've, uh, um, again, uh, I've had goals that were wrong. I had plans that were wrong. I, uh, I lost a lot of friends during my life. I've lost a lot of family. I'm not talking death here, just lost people because um, either it made me miserable or made them miserable. Sometimes it is wrong to hold on to some things. You need to look at what makes you happy and then make it work for those around you. If you can't make it work, then that's it. You have reached your limit. But it's not about balance. It's about continuity, sustainability in a way. Um, I have stopped exercising for the last, I would say, eight years. And then I started again. I just lost 50 kilos or 55 kilos so far. I feel so much better. If you look at the dietics video, I was like a, a little bit more. Um, the, the thing is, uh, when I was starting a hoy, I, I just completely lost myself. Completely. Uh, I was coming out of a lot of hardship. Um, I mean, um, things haven't been always great, even if I had a multi-unicorn exit, uh, but also the same guy who actually been homeless a few times. Um, and I'm not talking homeless for a night, had to sleep in my car, <laughs> bad planning. No, no, like proper homeless. Bad teeth homeless, as I like to call it. Uh, the kind of homeless that results you with permanent uh, dental issues. So uh, th this is one of the reasons why I have a lisp, by the way. Oh. I, I, like, uh, my teeth aren't that good. <laughs> but uh, I mean, uh, would I change anything going back? I would really say no. I, I think that 
I'm, I'll be always happy wherever I am in life uh, because the good and the bad things that happen to us are the things that shape us. And then it is the reason we can afford to even look in retrospect onto ourselves. I mean, if you can actually stop and look back at yourself, that is a blessing. Because if you can afford that moment, it means you're okay. <laughs> that, that's that's a, a, a true blessing. And uh, when you say, you know, we, we were discussing, I think we were discussing about conformists and non-conformists. Uh, yes. In a startup world, uh, X McKinsey is going into the pitching the ideas of few million, you know, and so on. And, and, and everything started. And, and for some people, even the richest in the world, uh, is still uh, about... Uh, non-conformist uh, approach, like Elon Musk uh, is saying that he is doing, sleeping in an office, uh, don't uh, owning uh, uh, too much property, let's say, for his wealth, but always uh, trying to innovate, uh, trying to be that zero to one, or at least one to one to one A, you know, like three p uh, pivots and so on. I mean, listen, I love Elon Musk. I love the, the things he's doing. I love a lot of the things he stands for. Uh, but me personally, uh, and uh, I don't think we should value uh, input and work more than output and results. Um, I don't think we should put an example of uh, I worked late, I worked hard as something glorifying because then it becomes more important than the result of work itself. Um, I, I don't believe in martyrism. I, I, always yeah. I always speak about being a martyr, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, if, if you will die for your goal, that, then your goal is not going to happen. <laughs> yes. Uh, you just died. Yeah. It's uh, the easy way out in a way, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so quick, uh, quick <laughs> and an excuse not to do it, yeah. you know, yeah. in a way. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, speaking just figuratively, um, yeah, of, course. of course, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just don't see why I couldn't maintain that balance. And, and I thought about it a lot. And my current logic says, I, I, I might be wrong as well, that it just doesn't exist. I don't think there's a balance. I don't think it can be achieved. And if it was a direction, I don't think it's a direction either, by the way. Because why do I need to have a balance between these different things? Because they are not constant themselves. They change as well. But definitely... I don't care if I live long or not. I just want to live healthy. Uh, I don't want to live sick. So that is part of the reason why I started like looking again at my health. And uh, a big part of it is my mental state and emotional health. I believe it or not, I was extremely shy growing up. I, 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 I mean, I remember when I had to open an account when I was 16, well, to put the money from the, my first exit, you know, and. Uh, I had that, you know, remember those red things to take a queue number? Oh, yeah, yeah. And my number is coming ahead. Uh, I'm closer and closer to my turn. And I felt my heart going to pop out of my, my, my throat. <laughs> this is how nervous I was. Uh, I just didn't want to speak to that employee of a bank. My palms were sweaty. I was like, you know, almost dizzy from the anxiety of having to speak to someone. Uh, to the person I am today. So people do change, yes. Uh, we could become better. We could devise, devise devices and tools and methods it to... Escape, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, what did I lose from being that person to today? 
you can't gain something without losing something, even if it was just time and energy, right? Um, what the oil is all about. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But is it a fair exchange? Um, the answer to all these questions is I don't care. I just care about now, today, and ahead. The only reason I would look back is either for lessons or basically for memory and nostalgia. Yeah, that, that, that's a beautiful saying, but uh, as you mentioned, the future, and we discussed three things here. The one is uh, Ahoy, the other one is uh, 2469, and uh, the startup community, and uh, the third thing, uh, or the first thing, is you. So by any order, or how do you want to, want to proceed, uh, what, is it, uh, um, what is the future for Ahoy and, and, and startup community and yourself? What, where, where do you see the future heading? What would you like the future to be? Because you know what they say, if you don't know where you are going, you will get there. <laughs> I agree with that a lot. I think you just, uh, like, in life, we should just maintain a North Star. Um, any, uh, star, like, ironclad plan um, would basically be a futile effort to actually... Uh, I mean, we can... We can fantasize, of course. Yeah. Why not? It's it, it's very. Let's uh, dream. Let's dream for a moment. Yeah. Let's dream for a yeah. moment. Now let's say, Ahoy becomes what? I mean, Ahoy is already a a company that's like doing real impact, and it's making its shareholders and investors happy as well. Um, and I, I care about that a lot because there was trust that was exchanged between and belief. And I care about those who believed in me. Um, and I'm not afraid to disappoint, don't get me wrong, and the aim of trying to do the right thing. Um, again, conformism, uh, being conformist, uh, conform conformist. conformist, it actually always... Uh, um, uh, cross paths with being maybe I would say crass or not caring about others, but that's actually not it. But if you have a solid principle, if you go to first principle basis in everything you do, yeah, you will have a lot of people who don't like you. Uh, and that's by default, even yeah. if you had good intentions, yeah. it, it will happen. You know, the tree that bears that fruit that apple will be thrown with a stone people want that apple at the end of the day i'm not here talking i'm not talking about haters even but you, you again you can't gain something without losing something and sometimes unfortunately yeah. it's people relationships but i ahoy today is becoming those things and um it probably would be more uh if i can change in mass do good change in mass through Ahoy, that would really make me happy. I mean, it would really make me... Uh, uh, what is happy? Because good good emotions are usually like up and down. They're not constants. But what, what, uh, it would satisfy me, me personally. Now, if I am satisfied, I can give that probably as well. Because I, if I can have it, I can give it. Yeah, so if that's the case, yeah, I, I want other people to have that as well. And it's not, again, a method. It's not about devising a recipe or anything of that sort. Um, I think we just have to wake up every day, follow the direction of that North Star we have, and just be mindful of the day and the moment and just do the best we could. 
given the current health, energy, resources that we have, that's all we can do. That's, the, that's uh, truly amazing. And when you mentioned that uh, you are zero to one guy, uh, Ahoy is now <laughs> much more than one, uh, and helping people create zero uh, to, to one, but also the community, the community that uh, we are discussing is uh, definitely something that uh, is uh, zero to one now, but can and will grow more. Where do you see the future? Because I know for some actions that I'm also involved in, the, 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 uh, some um, services or some utilities that you want to offer to the community, you know, that's, that's also uh, the future. So what the future holds for the startup community or to 469? So if you look at a lot of the things that people in the community are saying today is that um, why there isn't a leader to the community? Uh, why, don't we, why don't we start actually um, uh, setting rules, building frameworks, etc.? And I say that the thing that made this community successful is not doing those things. There is beauty to chaos. And at the end of the day, uh, it's just our human instinct that we need to put things in tables and rows and columns. And, you know, uh, I just, I'm against that. Blockchain taught us that there is decentralized, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but who am I to judge? Again, yes. if this community is truly flat, like we say, then I can just say my opinion, but that's it. Uh, but I think part of the success of this community is that it would actually be nothing. As in, it, people will see it, be inspired, do that themselves, and it just isn't really anything except a good story, and probably it would lose all the names and the titles, you know? It's just gonna be a good proverb, you know? So, this is the most I can hope for this, um, and if, I'm truly trying to be selfless about it, then this is, I think, what I should hope for it. No, no, definitely. And uh, I think, but y y you will be fulfilled if this uh, thing grows uh, around the world and you will see, you will know that you made an impact, you and the community made an, made an impact in some, uh, to someone's life and it, it is already uh, doing so. And then uh, for Jamil, you know that guy on the other side of the balance. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm a very extreme yeah, person. Yeah. I don't need much to be happy and, uh, or satisfied for that matter. I mean, um, I genuinely live without expectations. Um, I mean, the, there is a saying that says uh, the, the, mo the strongest person is the person who has nothing to lose or something of that yeah, matter. Yeah. I think it's a Machiavelli if I'm not yeah, wrong. Yeah. Um, I want to have nothing to lose, uh, in a way. Uh, you know what they say, that, that at the end your balance will be zero. Uh, always. It's, always it's a net zero. zero game. Yeah, what's the point of everything that if, you, if, if, if your balance at the end is zero? But uh, leave that part in, in a nice way, in a nice uh, way that makes you happy. And I, I, would, I would maybe pull out this word of all of our conversation, I don't know, this is definitely the longest podcast I ever recorded. Yeah, for sorry, the officer. No, not sorry. Thank you very much for that. But uh, it's, it's um, uh, being happy. The word is happy. Being happy in not wasting the energy. Being happy in creating a community and giving. 
being happy with who am I today and, and uh, why am I today, you know? And I think that uh, I, I, wasn't, I, I was giving a keynote uh, recently and, and it's all about success and uh, everything. And the guy from the audience asked me, are you happy? Did you succeed? I was like, if you would have asked me that two years back, I would say no, because uh, two years back, I wanted to be a billionaire. I wanted to make a, not a billionaire, I wanted to be a zebra, like like having a 100 million on, at my account and that's it. And then I realized in the meantime, what's the point of a 100 million? Uh, if you die tomorrow or you're not happy, if you have bad relationship with uh, your spouse or with your uh, family, friends, uh, mother, father, you know, and, and so on. So uh, I, I told him now, two years after the, those kind of thoughts, I can say that I'm really happy. Where I am, who I am, what I do, and as you say, today fulfills me. Yeah. It's that peace of mind, I guess. If you can obtain it, you're okay. Um, nothing is sustainable. I mean, yeah. I, I can <laughs> get... This too shall pass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get two, 10 billion in my bank account or you know, 10 trillion even right now, and then the dollar would go to zero value, which is a possible possibility. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So Talking about bricks and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, here you go. So if that happens, um, where, are, where am I? Uh, just... Yeah. Again, good emotions are not constants. They are variables. Bad emotions are constant. So if you would draw a good emotion, it would be almost this way. Good things have to verbitrate. It's like night yeah. and day. Progress is about going up you and down. You don't appreciate it if it's not like that. Exactly. And then it becomes just a status quo. It becomes norm. We take it for granted. This is why we celebrate things that are not normal, that are coming and going. The The... Nature is like that. If you look at the sea and the tide, it's the same. Yeah. So, not to be too philosophical about please this. Do, do, yeah, it's just about. I'm an extreme person. I want to live a bit on the edge. And I'm not talking here about jumping from airplanes and climbing you know, mountains. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not nearly Atar, you know, Masha. Yeah. This girl is like, she, she's amazing. She, she when she climbed. Uh, uh, you know, Everest, but uh, I, I can't probably uh, yeah. get to the bottom of Everest if I wanted to. Base camp. It's too cold for chopper, me, man. Chopper, <laughs> I live here. It's too hot yeah. here for yeah. me to go yeah. to that. But yeah, but uh, it's just, I don't want expectations. I don't want to mandate things that I want. I just want to do the best I could every day. I do have um, plans. I do. I have objectives. I do. I have very far aims. Uh, these objectives are extremely short-term. If I can do them within days, I'm happy. If I can't, that's fine. Objectives are not to be uh, cried on if they haven't been achieved. Aims are never attainable. They're just your direction. Now, when it comes to goals, that's the thing in the middle. And uh, I just consider it a more refined aim that I have to also work towards. I, I have no demands, nothing specific or quanti quantifiable that I want. Uh, you would never hear me say, I, I, wanna, I want to actually, success is having a unicorn. I, I never agree, actually. Uh, or success is exiting that many companies with this much money, or success is having that many kids, or I want that many kids. And some people say that when they're young. Uh, I remember when I was young, I said I want to retire when I was 30. Now, when I was 30, I actually could afford to retire, probably. 
Um, but then I became homeless after that because I didn't want to. Um, <laughs> but do I regret it? I do. I genuinely don't regret it. Actually, I actually celebrate it because I have done so many exciting things that gave me a lot of joy because of that. Um, and I would do it all again if I had to. And there is no recipe of success. I am not a good example of it as well, nor a bad example. I'm just me. And each one of us should just try and just live your life because you are unique. Nobody's like you. And just accept that. Don't, do not live to fit the uh, blueprint of success or the blueprint of expectations, not from society, not from your parents, not from anybody. Yes, your parents are probably stakeholders you want to manage. Society is, yeah. as well is the same, but that's a bit too much already to restrict you. So you need to navigate yourself around that or just say, screw it all. I'm not going to just, yeah. But the, I think that, no, no, the, the, again, the, the conclusion is the same. Be happy. First of all, be healthy. Mentally, physically healthy. Be happy. Be, uh, uh, you know, like uh, worthy. You know, like, and 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 then uh, you can. You, uh, this is the, the the true form of success. I know that people without money now watching this podcast is like, oh, it's easy for them to say they live yeah. in Dubai. Look at the studio; they are probably rich or whatever. You know, but uh, obviously you need to have, uh, have some kind of a level of uh, security level, meaning uh, I'm not talking about saving, I'm talking about your roof above your head or just... To have, but uh, you know the, the, the longest study ever con uh, con conducted in the world, which is still on, and it's done by Harvard, and it's the, the most watched TED talk uh, in, in the, on YouTube, and uh, it says after 70 years of... Uh, 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 research, they concluded what makes people happy. It's meaningful relationships. Meaningful, meaningful relationships. Yeah. And more and more, when you delve into that, you realize that it is true. There has to be as as a Maslow's pyramid is is, is there. You have to have some kind of bread and butter on your table. You know that's that's definitely. But as you said, there is not ending to that. Clean house, big house, heliodrome, you know, like whatever, you know, and then you can dream on, dream on, dream on. There is no end to it, and you will never be happy. And we want those things because other people have them. Yeah, exactly. And that's probably exactly. also a wrong way for one thing. You know, you know I, maybe, maybe it's a good thing to uh, maybe wrap up. It's, it's, a, it's um, uh, Jim Carrey who said, you know, I would love everyone to be rich and famous at some point in their life to see that it doesn't mean anything. So uh, having said that, uh, Jamil, thank you very much for your time. I definitely, I'm not sure, like, like around two hours or so. This is the longest podcast uh, I ever recorded for for this. Uh, cut it, man. No, cut, no, no, cut, no, no. I think stuff. it's genuine. Uh, we, we will need to, to mark it. Where do we start talking about Ahoy, <laughs> the startup community? And uh, general well-being, but it's it's always good to uh, uh, discuss these things because I think people need to hear. I mean, I mean, Ivan, thank you for really hosting me at the change officer here. Uh, and uh, I, I would just say this should not be a surprise because when we meet to have coffee, we always overrun to other meetings, and it didn't happen <laughs> once; it happened every time we yes. met. Yes. So I think, uh, yeah, you you had it coming, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is why I booked two hours <laughs> <laughs> in the studio. And we didn't succeed as well at yeah, this. Yeah. 
but uh, thank you for having me and uh, giving me a chance to to talk to your uh, lovely audience as well. And uh, uh, I'm genuinely sorry if I've offended anyone. Um, no, I don't think so. No, no, no. Uh, just in case. <laughs> just in so, case. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. You know, <laughs> like one of those. But thank you yeah, again, yeah. and I uh, wish everybody a happy day and a great life ahead. And let's start, uh, and let's continue uh, spreading a good word around the world and, and talk about uh, the happiness and uh, healthiness and uh, all kind of uh, things that you uh, stand for. Thank you very much, Jamil. Thank you. Thank you, Ivan. And thank you very much for staying uh, with us uh, in this longest edition for my side uh, of the change officer. Obviously, you know that uh, we talk with leaders, and this one is the leader of, I would say, healthy and happy life. Stay tuned.